Hello, you are now in Carl's Orbit, where interesting people are interviewed as to who they are, what they do, and how they do it. Our guest is Dr. Peter Lacovara, L-A-C-O-V-A-R-A. He received his Ph.D. in Egyptian archaeology from the University of Chicago. So he's an archaeologist, Egyptologist, lecturer, educator, author, and curator. He's also director of the Ancient Egyptian Heritage and Archaeology Fund. He's also participated and also directed various archaeological excavations throughout Egypt and Nubia. Uh, in connection with that, uh, he's also been to the uh, Giza Plateau, which happens to be the theme of our interview. Welcome to Carl's Orbit, Dr. Lycovara. Thank you. Uh, now, let me ask you then, uh, uh, can you give us some information about uh, the Sphinx and the pyramids on the Giza Plateau? Um, well, they're, uh, they're all dated to the fourth dynasty. So between about, uh, 2589 BC and, uh, 2532 BC. And, uh, what about the Sphinx, by the way? Uh, uh, there's some, some questions involving the Sphinx. For example, uh, who built it? Uh, why was it built in the form of the, the body of a lion and the head of a human, uh, and was it painted in any fashion or other? Information of that nature as well. Um, yeah, well, I, I was lucky because I, for uh, many years, I've worked with Mark Lehner, who's been excavating at the Giza Plateau now since the mid-1970s um, and still continuing. And so he's revealed a lot more about um, the Sphinx and the pyramids and their construction than we knew before. So we know a, a great deal more and can answer those questions. And, and a lot of them are, are you know, there's kind of uh, baseless speculation about the Sphinx. In fact, you know, saying that, oh, erosion pattern on it suggests it's much older or that it was yes. in some other form. But in fact, before the pyramids were built, there was nothing there. The the Sphinx is made out of leftover stone from quarrying the uh, stone for the to build the pyramid. So, um, in fact, it couldn't have been eroded because um, it wasn't standing there then before the, the Fourth Dynasty. So um, it's just leftover stone. And what you can do is that the Giza Plateau is all limestone. Um, and like most limestones, it has different layers in it. And uh, <clears throat> you can sort of, these are fingerprints. You can actually unbuild the pyramids and put the blocks back on the ground. So you can see actually uh, where the blocks came from um, and, and then date the Sphinx that way. So we know that the Sphinx, again, was left over stone. They, they lowered the uh, level of most of the area. They, uh, one surveyor thinks that they actually left um, the mound of stone that eventually formed the Sphinx as a high place in order to take um, sightings in order to build uh, both uh, the Great Pyramid and then later the Khafre Pyramid, which makes sense because the, the Sphinx then isn't really 
built until the very end of uh, Khafre's constructions at um, the at Giza. So the second pyramid um, after the Great Pyramid. Oh, do you mean all those stories I came across uh, involving all the mysteries about the Sphinx may not be true? <laughs> no, no, none of them are true, and they're all based. You know, they're all based on on. A suggestion that you know it has older erosion patterns that must have come earlier, but yes, yeah. but the kind of erosion you see on the stone, you see all over the Giza plateau, and it's not done by water; it's done by wind um, or chemical weathering, um, and and it's you know it's very similar in outward appearance to water erosion, but it clearly isn't, and. There are other geologists who really specialize in this uh, topic who've looked and agree um, that that is the case. So, so there's one, or just one or two people out there who kind of make a living going on on uh, talk shows and, yeah. and saying that the Sphinx is much older. But and we have many lines of uh, uh, investigation that points. So this is only their only one suggestion why it's older. But we have. Historical information, archaeological information, art historical information—all that point um, to you know the standard belief that that the Sphinx is is from the fourth dynasty, from the reign of Khafre. You actually, if you take um, Mark Lane has done this, if you take a photograph of the face of a statue of King Khafre, Khafre. Um, and put it over the Sphinx, they match exactly. It's the exact same physiognomy. Oh. So well, that's interesting. Now, now, Doctor, do you know the uh, the climatic conditions at the point when the Sphinx was built out of the stone that was already in place? It it wasn't too much different than um, it is today. It was oh. a little wetter, but not uh, appreciably. Um, it does. Uh, the landscape has changed a lot because they um, they cut down so many. You know, it used to be kind of scrub growth out there. It was deserty, but but still some scrub growth. But that was all cut down in order to uh, build fires to you know cook things for the workmen and and uh, for wood for various purposes. So so that they actually altered the landscape, but um, but it's not appreciably different. Uh, uh, back then than it was is today. Now the nose is missing off of the Sphinx. Uh, yes, the head of the Sphinx. How did that happen? Do you know? So yeah, there's again a, a false story that Napoleon's soldiers shot it off, but in fact that's not true. Um, in the Middle Ages, uh, there was a, a Muslim ruler um, who decided. Because according to strict Islam, you're not supposed to have human representation. So uh, he wanted the the face of the Sphinx damaged. So he ordered the nose removed. Ah, ah. So we and again we have records of that. So um, it's not a question. Now I came across some information involving the Sphinx being aligned to a certain extent with the sunlight on one of the solstices of the year. Uh, would that be true in terms of any kind of celestial alignment? Um, uh, kind of vaguely, yeah. We we um, saw there's a, a a temple built much later in the New Kingdom by Amenhotep II, and uh, uh, during the equinox, the the sun kind of rises over the the head of the Sphinx. So um, oh, so it's but, the equinox. But there, the Sphinx was a 
built that way. The temple was oriented in order to to uh, to uh, have that phenomenon. So it oh. wasn't the Sphinx itself, but this temple then uh, was built much later. Oh, I see. I see. So it was done purposely for that reason involving not the solstice, as I asked about, but the equinox. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but yes. Uh, okay. Okay. Now, what about the idea, too, that uh, the Sphinx and the pyramids were painted originally in different colors? Is that true? You can still see, um, especially if it rains, you can still see <coughs> some red color on the face of the Sphinx still today. Ah. So, yes, they were they were painted. The pyramids probably not. The pyramids were um, were covered in a very fine, polished white limestone and then um, uh, uh, had a, a base of red granite and then probably a capstone, perhaps, that had gold leaf oh, on top. Oh. Um, but but uh, no, no painted decoration. Uh, also, there was some information about, uh, and again, this could be simply... Uh, a kind of a gossip thing, <laughs> uh, the idea that uh, underneath the Sphinx is uh, are special passageways that might also include the Hall of Records. No, no, again, that's not that's not true. There is a there's a later tomb that was dug underneath it, um, but uh, but nothing nothing else. Oh, I see. Okay, well, now the pyramids. Uh, uh-huh. There are three pyramids there. Can yep. you give the names of the pyramids? Uh, I know you mentioned uh, Capri as one of them involving uh, the same yeah, power so, as the Sphinx. So Khufu or Cheops, which is the Greek name of that pharaoh, is the, the first is the Great Pyramid at Giza. Uh, and then uh, one of his sons, Khafre, is uh, the builder of the second pyramid and the Sphinx. Uh, and then uh, 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 one of Khafre's sons, Men Kaure, or Maesterinus, um, built the third pyramid, which is much smaller. Oh, and uh, uh, they were built, uh, gee, uh, I guess, which one was built at the same time as the Sphinx? Was it Capri, you got mentioned, right? Capri, yes, yeah. And uh-huh. it aligns with all his temples and cosmos. You know, the, the pyramid had a, the pyramids were not just isolated constructions. They would have a temple in front of them, and then a long causeway, and then a temple at the end of the causeway. Um, and so, called the Valley Temple. And so the, the lump of rock by the Sphinx, that was the, become the Sphinx, was next to the Valley Temple of Khafre. So he decided to kind of beautify it, and, and what could be more beautiful than his face? So <laughs> his face on the... And it's interesting because it, the... What we think is that the lump of rock vaguely suggested a lion form uh, to uh, to Khafre, which is why they they uh, put that his head on it. And uh, during his reign, and we don't see this before, so it's right at this period. During his reign, they start his wife, who predeceases him, her tomb. Uh, has a unique chapel because most of the tombs there have chapels above ground. Uh. But her chapel was built below ground and the statues in it were carved out of the living rock, out of the living stone, which you didn't, you don't have examples of that before. And then also during his reign, um, again, because they're quarrying all this stone there, 
uh, there were a lot of these uh, flat cliff faces, so they started making tombs just out of the flat cliff faces and carving them to look like a built tomb. So they were getting this idea that you could use the stone uh, to sculpt into other forms. So it's right when they're uh, thinking about the Sphinx that this is happening. Now, there are other Sphinxes in Egypt, uh, as I yes. came across the information. Where would yep. they be? So there, um, the Great Sphinx is one of the earliest, not the earliest. There's um, one that belongs to uh, Jedifrei, who uh, immediately is, comes between Khufu and Khafre. Um, and there's a small portable Sphinx uh, from his reign. And then also they found... Um, kind of in a settlement of, of that they think of belong to the workers in the debris, they found a little, somebody kind of a, a folk art kind of carved sphinx uh, from the fourth dynasty. But those are the, the three earliest. And then after that, of course, we have lots of sphinxes going all the way uh, into the Roman period. Oh, wow. So there's sphinxes all over Egypt, you're saying? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But nothing nothing on the size and scale of the, the, yeah. the sphinx. Yeah. Now, now uh, uh, speaking about the Sphinx again, uh, I came across information, too, that there were Sphinxes that were also uh, uh, created as monuments uh, uh, for the ancient Greeks. Uh, yes. And on that Sphinx, it had wings. Yeah, they, they kind of adopted, the, like many Sphinx, they adopted from Egypt. They adopted the form of the Sphinx, although... Most Greek sphinxes were female, whereas uh, in Egypt we have male and female oh. sphinxes, but but most of them are male. Oh, I see. I see. Now, now uh, it wouldn't be the case, though, that uh, any of the sphinxes that were built in Egypt would have wings that have been eroded away, possibly. No, no, that's a Greek invention. That's, oh, that's, that's a okay. okay. And, and uh, now talking about the pyramids... Um, you know, there's uh, on our dollar bill and back. There's a pyramid, and uh -huh. at the top there's a, a an eye. A, a uh -huh. uh, uh, and I'm wondering if if the uh, uh, Egyptians uh, placed somewhat painted maybe an eye on the top of their pyramid. No, they... no, no. The eye comes from the from the French Revolution. That that it, it's a, a symbol that that sort of their early um designers of the of the great seal of the united states used but um it it uh it wasn't on the, the pyramids themselves they they do have um we have some of the later capstones from middle kingdom pyramids that do have kind of um hieroglyphs and and decoration on them but they don't have eyes now how long again did it take to uh, build the uh, say the the big pyramid of uh, khufu so that that um, we're fortunate because the Egyptians would they had teams of builders who would move the stones and they would often date the stones. So we know exactly how long uh, these these pyramids took, and they on average they took about twenty five years. So oh, that would mean that the people building it would be in a form of what slaves or the uh... no no they weren't slaves they were they were all paid paid in, in food and lodging. Um, but, uh, no, and in fact, again, Mark Lehner, he has excavated a huge city just south of the Giza Plateau that 
housed and fed all the workers ah, um, who, who were working on the on the pyramid. In fact, they ate very well. They had steak every night because they had to <laughs> they had to uh, keep up their strength in order to uh, to move all those stones. I was just about to ask, where did the people stay that built <laughs> the pyramid? But you yeah. you answered the question. You, Now, now, what about uh, fashioning these blocks that went into building the pyramid? I mean, they were pretty well, finely uh, kind of chipped away, so they fit properly. How the heck was that done? Well, uh, the, again, the core blocks, the interior blocks for the pyramids, are much more roughly cut, um, and they were the ones that came from the from right from the ground, right from the plateau itself. And it's only the outer casing, the the fine. It's called Tura limestone. It comes from quarries in in a, a place called Tura across the river from Giza. Um, that was put on the outside and then smoothed uh, down. So so they're quite rough on the interior, and, and you know very little of the casing now remains. But uh, they're actually quite roughly carved on the interior. Now at that time, what kind of tools would they be using? They would have to be using. Uh, Darpen um, tools of some sort. So they mostly use stone tools. So um, wow, uh, metal, copper was was very valuable. So that was reserved for only kind of very fine work. Um, but the limestone is quite soft, so fairly easy to carve and smooth down. Hmm. Now, now, did all the pyramids act as tombs that the uh, people were buried in them, or? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yes. Ah, yeah. Uh, okay. Because they all have burial chambers and sarcophagi, and some of the later ones even have funerary texts on the inside. Called, oh, they're um, called pyramid pyramid texts. I noticed that you've been doing some work in the area of uh, uh, funerary uh, texts and uh, uh-huh. findings of that nature. What what would be inscribed in terms of these uh, texts? So most of them were um, uh, texts that would lead the king to get to heaven. So he would, uh, you know, proclaim his his uh, uh, justification in in going up and and being within the realm of the gods, and even kind of threatening them if they they didn't accept him. So. Uh. So the pyramids are built, I, I guess, uh, and smoothed over to make it easier for the pharaohs to to get to heaven from where they were buried in their uh, sarcophagus. Um. Uh, yes, in in a, in way, and to, to memorialize them anyway. Huh. Yeah, because uh, at first, uh, I guess the first type of of uh, pyramid was a step pyramid. If yes. I yeah. Correctly. Yep, yep. And that was at Zozer's. Takara or something? Zozer, yeah, it's at Sakara. Sakara, yeah, yeah. And uh, from there, I guess it evolved into uh, building the pyramid with uh, limestone, limestone uh, smoothing the sides. I yes, mean. yeah. So they've they evolved from a from just a flat tomb, um, which kind of everybody had, um, to then piling them on top of one another, and then eventually kind of making a smooth side pyramid. Now, in terms of symbolism, um, came across some information which may or may not be true. I mean, <laughs> uh, it has to do with the notion of, uh, of the first few pyramids being step pyramids. Uh, the, the information was, if I remember, that it had seven steps, 
which would represent the seven days of the week. I, I don't know if, if that kind of no, symbolism is involved. No, because the, the Egyptian week was ten days, so ah. <laughs> and in fact, it was built in stages. So there was, it was originally, I think, four or five steps, and then increased. Um, so, so it wasn't planned as a seven-step pyramid from the beginning. That wipes out that idea. <laughs> and so, so now, are there any connections, uh, underground passageways connecting the pyramids to the Sphinx? No, no, it's it's quite far from uh, from the pyramid. Again, the, the causeway goes alongside it, which is why um, they decided to to landscape it. But but there's no connection other than that. But Dr. Lacovara, let me. Let me ask you this uh, a question uh, in terms of uh, your profession and how you got involved in it. What uh, got you interested in the area of Egyptian uh, history and so forth? I'd always been interested since I was a kid, so from books and visiting museums and watching TV and uh, stuff like that. Gee, you know, uh, I came across information like that too in one of the encyclopedias i think i think it was called colliers way back when uh-huh. and uh, the sphinx and the pyramids have always interested me because of that reason but i uh-huh. never got a chance to go on a trip there and uh, well i guess i can just do it virtually and things of that nature is there a virtual tour of that somehow or other uh th- there are a bunch of websites here you can go to that uh that uh you can you know virtually see um, Giza and, and other sites in Egypt. Now, um, I mentioned that you also were involved in various kinds of excavations in Nubia. Uh, I've worked in I haven't actually excavated in Nubia, but I've, I've worked on the material. I used ah. to work in Boston, which has uh, the, the greatest Nubian collection. Oh, I see. I see. I was wondering, uh, were there any uh, pyramids built in Nubia? Oh yes, there are more pyramids in the Sudan than in Egypt, so they're smaller. Oh, wow. Wow. They're smaller, but there are more of them. Ah, well, built in the same fashion for the same reason, I would imagine. Huh? They're built. They're built as tombs, but they're built uh, in kind of a different way. Um, mm. they're, they're much steeper, um, and they were actually. Uh, the later ones seem to have been built actually with a, a lever mechanism. Um, so, uh, so a little different, but uh, ah, but also okay. fascinating. Yeah, I would imagine. Wow. So, uh, I guess there are quite a few of them there, and uh, they're yeah. covered in the same way with limestone. I would imagine, like uh, the... no, there it's sandstone because the stone in ah. Nubia is, is sandstone. Oh, I see. And uh, um, I guess there was always a connection between the two cultures and civilizations, yes. the Egyptian and the yeah. uh, what the uh, Sudan area, uh-huh. yep. sub-Saharan or something of that nature. It's still north of the Sahara, or it's part of the Sahara. It's it's in the it's super Saharan. It's not sub-Saharan. Oh, oh, oh okay. Now, uh, when do you plan to go back to uh, Egypt again? Uh, probably next winter to, to do some more excavation. Now, you do some teaching at various universities, not only here in uh, USA, but also in Egypt. Uh, yeah, McKinney I have done, program. yeah. yeah. Uh, what kind of course do you teach, by the way? <laughs> uh, it varies, but, you know, on Egypt, so yeah, different yeah. aspects of Egypt. Now, if somebody wanted to get some information 
about Egypt in this fashion and wanted to contact you, what would be the best way? Uh, they could go to the website, I guess, which is the uh, Ancient Egyptian Heritage and Archaeology Fund. Um, and they can just Google that and, and find it. Now, the fund is, 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 is for the purpose of collecting uh, contributions to uh, support the archaeological work, yeah. Mm -hmm. Ah, okay, okay. Now, are you planning in the future to go on any other uh, archaeological uh, excavations? Yes, yeah, yeah. Again, next next winter we we hopefully will work again. You know, I came across information that that you're presently involved in uh, some kind of ex excavation at at Balas, something Balas. Yes. Daryl Balas, yes. It's, oh. uh, it's north of Luxor, and it's kind of in the middle of Egypt. And and, and what will uh, what will be found there, or what has been found there so far? What kind of a site is it's it? A, it's a town site. It's a it's a palace city of the kings of the second seventeenth dynasty um, in the second intermediate period. The kings, the Theban kings, who expelled the Hyksos, these foreign uh, invaders who who conquered the northern part of Egypt. So it's very important historically um, in in the history of Egypt. Wow, there's a there's a rich history there involving those those countries. I wonder why they stopped building the pyramids at a certain point. All of a sudden, it seems it just stopped. Unless uh, my my idea is incorrect. No, they stopped. They stopped. I think because probably again during this period, during the second intermediate period that I was talking about, when Egypt is invaded, I think that's when the the pyramids of the Old Kingdom and then the Middle Kingdom, which is later, uh, it seems that they may have been robbed then. So, um, so perhaps the idea, if you wanted to hide the burial of the king, it's probably not a good idea to build a big mound of stone over it that people can see. So then they start. That's when they start burying the kings in the Valley of the Kings instead. So kind of secretly hiding their tombs. Oh yeah, well, I I would imagine that they had planned when when they had the architect build their tombs. I guess they had planned to hide where they had their sarcophagus so that it wouldn't be raided by by uh, thieves. I would imagine. Yeah, well, well, the pyramids they the, the passageways that led to the burial chambers were all sealed with stone blocking, but eventually they were. They were breached and 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 the pyramids were largely robbed. There are very few things was, that remain in them. Huh. There was something on TV recently. When I say recent, <laughs> I guess within the past two years or something like that, where uh, I think they were in the pyramid of Khufu or Cheops, and uh, they came across a slab of some sort that was blocking some passageway. That they wanted to find out what was behind this this slab, and uh, they were using all kinds of different sort of devices in order to, to image what was behind there. And uh, I don't think they ever came to any kind of uh, final conclusion as to what was found there, if anything at all. You ever come across that? Uh, yeah, well, they're <laughs> they're just they're very small, narrow passages. They think they were. They could have been air passages for the people working inside the pyramids. So, and then they were probably sealed to prevent rainwater from coming in. So, so they wouldn't have. They would be too small to really hold anything of any any importance. So, 
Oh, you want to hear another conspiratorial idea? This is the one involving uh, uh, the pyramids interior, where uh, in order to work inside the pyramid itself, since it was so dark and needed light, and if they used uh, uh, fossil fuel uh, to burn in some fashion or other, it would leave soot on the ceiling, and there's no soot on the ceiling, and so. Somebody came up with the idea that hey, maybe at that time they had come across a way to generate electricity. <laughs> no, if you look, there's actually lots of soot on the ceiling, so <coughs> that's not not the case. And we know from from again ancient Egyptian records that um, you can minimize the smoke by by putting salt uh, in the oil. They they used oil lamps, so. Um, so that uh, oh, that would do it then, eh? Yep, yep. Oh well, I guess that explains quite a bit about the Sphinx and the pyramids. Uh-huh. In order to make it clear to uh, anyone listening, uh, information that might be helpful in understanding how they did it, why they did it, so on and so forth. And uh, oh yeah, uh, one more. Why was uh, a lion used as the body? Was there well, reason I think- behind that? Probably this, because uh, the lion was always a symbol of the king in ancient Egypt. Um, ah, so from earlier, from the very beginning. So, um, so it was a logical, and again, probably the the rough form of the stone left uh, out um, suggested that anyway. So, so it, it makes a lot of sense. And so, as you mentioned, uh, a lot of these conspiratorial things. Uh, are simply that and not true. Like, for example, uh, the notion of maybe the three pyramids being a projection of the three stars in Orion's belt, which was at that time Osiris in terms of the Egyptian god, uh, or, or Leo, the lion being projected to the ground in the form of the Sphinx body. So those no. are, I guess. <laughs> no, because the alignment, the alignments don't work. So. Um... So and and there are more than three stars in Orion's belt, so it's just sort of uh, kind of terror picking uh, things to, that uh, are suggested to be evidence that really aren't. So and and Leo, you know, the Egyptian constellations aren't the same as ours. So, so oh, okay, <laughs> just like the days of the week. So yeah. <laughs> that does make a difference. <laughs> hey, well, thank you very much. We've been talking to. Uh, Dr. Peter Lakovara, and uh, he's uh, an archaeologist and Egyptologist. We're talking about uh, his information he gathered uh, while he was conducting his profession in Egypt and Nubia, and also uh, involved as curator at different museums here and I imagine over in Egypt too. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, want to thank him for being on our program. Thank you, Dr. Lakovara. We appreciate that very much. Thank you. Have a, have a good day. Yes, yes. I'd like to thank all our viewers for listening in, and we invite you to tune in to Carl's Orbit in the future.